Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. So, so, so this, mm, help me out. So, so this week I was, I was stuck. I was a little stuck on how to do the open and which one to do. I, you were stuck? So, oh, like you had choices. There's choices. Oh, yeah. There's choices. Okay. There's choices for us this week. So, okay. um, so I'm going to play, um, maybe, you know what? Let's play. You, you tell me which one, which one you want to use. Tell me okay. which one you want. Okay. Uh, I'll play, I'll play the first one first. Okay. Uh, I switched it up a little bit. Uh, the drums got a little too much to bring out, so okay. I, I decided to change it up. And you know, I hear the young kids now are sampling. I hear I hear sampling's a thing now. <laughs> you hear you hear sampling. I hear the sampling's a thing. So, all right. So let me let me <clears throat> put my sampler machine on. Hold on, ready? Right, here we go. That's me on the sampler right there. Yeah. Trump's going to try to take all the credit for this police reform happening, but let's be clear. This is about the people in the streets. That's an aha. I just took a COVID test. Turns out I've already had that shit. Ha! That's a ha. Ha ha. Seriously? Okay, so that's the first one. Okay. That's the first one. first one. Okay. That's the first one. Uh huh. Is it okay? Can I can I play the second one? I don't want to too much. Too much. Please. Okay. Okay. So it was either that one or. Or this one. Mm. Mm. Yes, me on the Trump's oh. going to try to take all the credit for this police reform happening, but let's be clear. This is about the people in the streets. You heard That's that part. Ah. You heard that part. Got yes, I have had a little Rona. That's why my test was positive. That's a ha. Uh, yep, yep. Guess who had the Rona? Guess Seriously? who had the Rona? Guess who had the Rona? Guess who had the Rona? I had the Rona. I guess I. I had the Rona. Oh, I should have done it. You know what? I should have done it. That's the. That's. You had a little Rona. I had a little Rona. That's why my test was positive. Seriously. I've had the Rona. Sybil, yesterday, I went to, uh, no, two days ago, I went to the doctor, Monday, yeah, uh, well, earlier this week, I went to the doctor, because uh, I was like, I'm just going to get a test. No symptoms, no anything, but people were like, it's easier to get tests now. So I go to my awesome doctor, uh, uh, Dr. Mimkin. Dr. Benny Bots. Mr. Benny Bots. Uh, and I did the, I did the nasal, there's two of them, you can take, so in case you don't know, I'm very excited, so I'm going to try to slow down. One tells you if you have it currently, which mm-hmm. is the one where they stick the Q-tip up your oh. up your nose. Oh, and the cool God. thing is, okay, what you what you, what you don't what you what you don't seem to realize that the it's it's what is it eyes, ears, nose, and throats because when you push a Q-tip up your nose, it can actually come out of your ear. I mm-hmm. found that out as they tested for my COVID. Because they because they pulled it out. They, they pulled it. They put it into my nose and out of my ear. That's how far up <laughs> my nose. That's. Q-tip went. 
just your nose. Okay. My my uh, brain uh, my brain was like, hey, what's this tickling to me? I'm like, no, <laughs> hey, hey. So that's the one that tells you if you currently have it. Then they you had a Q-tip tickler. Uh huh. Wow. Q-tip tickler. And then they take blood, and the blood test is the antibody test. And if you mm-hmm. if your antibody test comes back uh, negative, you've never had the antibodies. But if it comes back positive, mm-hmm. it means you've had the COVID, and and that your body has built up these things called antibodies to try to to, to fight the COVID, wow. right? And it's, it's with anything like when you have a cold, your body builds up immunity because it it builds the antibodies. So I got my test results yesterday, and. and wh- what you want is a negative positive, negative current, negative, negative, uh, negative brain tickle, uh-huh. positive blood, <laughs> negative brain tickle. I don't have it. Positive blood means that I had the COVID and my body, my body beat it. <laughs> yes, yes, my body beat it. And do you know what that means? Oh, yeah. COVID free, uh. Yes. COVID free, uh. That's yeah. awesome. So, yeah. Yeah. can they t- yeah. can they determine how long ago you had it? Can they track no. it that way? No, no. So I had I had a flu like. So I went to <laughs> I went to right before the world locked down. My dumbass went to Trinidad for carnival. Oh, so right. So I think I felt fluish after that. I had a had a bit of a flu. But I took Tamiflu and I kicked it. So I was like, well, that can't be Corona because Corona can't be kicked by Tamiflu. Uh, and I haven't had my hydrocroxychloroquine. <laughs> and so and so uh, and so, yeah, so I took Tamiflu. But evidently I had I had whatever it is. It was a mild dose. Uh, uh, and I thank God my my body took care of it. And so I have had COVID. Oh, I have had, ladies cold. and gentlemen, I am a, I'm an old man. And this is the first time, the very first time, I am glad a test came back positive. <laughs> Literally, in, in my life, you you can go down the list. Oh my God. Gonorrhea, that, syphilis, AIDS, yeah, yeah. pregnancy, paternity. <laughs> like, okay, you okay. Go down the list. I've been praying for negatives all my life. I got a positive. I got a positive. I'm like, oh! Let me ask you this. Does that mean Uh, that you're immune to it now? Because that's the question that, yeah. No, they they don't know yet. They, that, that they don't, they don't know. They know that I'm more than likely not to get it again. And it's definitely not going to affect me. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, uh, I'm still going to look, I'm still distancing and doing all that stuff a little less. I am going to get on a plane and go see my my nephews. I'm going to, I'm going to be the, you know, trying to, uh, (sighs) John Travolta boy in the rubber ball in the in the what a plastic plastic bubble, bubble yeah in the plastic bubble mm-hmm. but uh yes so I am I had to make songs because I just took a COVID test turns out I have already had that shit <laughs> <laughs> wow so that is tested. amazing that Go is tested. amazing okay get tested get okay. please 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 get tested because trust me the feeling you have when you realize you have it and you've already beaten it. It's just it, it is kind of it's 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 fantastic. I'm I now, joke about it, but it really does feel great. And my mother is over the moon. My mother is. She, I called her twice. I told her to tell her, and I called her right before we started doing this. Uh-huh. Uh, and she's like, I'm just bouncing off the walls. I'm so glad to hear that report. I'm just. I'm <laughs> oh, oh. Um, 
so the bouncing off the walls is, has nothing to do with the cleanse that you're currently going through. <laughs> uh, what is this? Uh, I have gone a full full 19 days. 19 oh days God. with no with no solid food. I've not I've, I've not chewed in June. Uh, first was a master <laughs> cleanse. First was a master <laughs> cleanse. I have not chewed in June. Uh, wow. First was master cleanse, and then uh, and now I'm just drinking juices to get protein and vitamins mm-hmm. and vegetable juices. That's wow. it. That's and you got this goodness. Yeah. Okay. And I got the so, do you think the cleanse uh, helped you in not only in cleansing your system, but may have helped in in fighting off, or, or did it have anything to do with it? It's a great question. I think I think I changed the I I changed. Um, about five or six years ago, I changed what I kind of put in my body mm-hmm. in, in, in different ways. And I think that overall has helped juicing and cleansing over the past few years, I think is part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done things that have purposely, hopefully, uh, strengthened my immune system. So, uh, so yeah. So, yeah. How much, how much weight have you lost? <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> okay. You ready for this? Are you, are you sitting down? You Cause sitting you down? look thinner. I uh, I feel thinner. Uh, and You're almost the... rumor thin. <laughs> you know um, he had you know he had the Rona. Who? <laughs> you. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I, that's so funny. I didn't. I was. I'm like. I had Rona. I, forgot, I almost forgot. Um. Uh. So March second, I had. I don't own a scale. I do not have a scale in my house. Right. When I cleanse, I don't do it for weight. I don't do it for weight. It just. It's a byproduct is for clarity mm-hmm. um i but i did go to the doctor for my annual physical mm-hmm. on march 2nd and then earlier this week i went for my rona test and they weigh you every time i don't know why they feel like i weigh you every time they go in mm-hmm. and blood pressure and weight every time you go into the doctor sure i'm not quite sure why i get blood pressure because that might change but weight is like just so they can make fun of you if you wait ooh, uh, <laughs> ooh, <Mr. Hill>. ooh. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like the nurse's ability for levity <laughs> oh, oh. Oh, are you are you eating the medicine? Um, <laughs> so 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 uh, uh, March second. The difference between March second and and uh, earlier this week, mm-hmm. uh, twenty five pounds less. Get out of town. Twenty. I couldn't believe. I, I still kind of don't believe it, but it was the same scale in the same doctor's office. Uh, now you and, you've done the master cleanse before. Did you lose <laughs> that same amount of weight, or was it comparable before? I, I had started losing the weight before the master cleanse. Like I, okay. I, the master cleanse was only the last two. Well, well June first is when the master cleanse started, mm-hmm. and I think I was down probably about ten or eleven, okay. maybe twelve by then. And mm-hmm. I think the, the the other the cleanse was the rest. Wow. But but now it's about maintaining. You know, I have no yeah. muscle mass. Like luckily it's summer. It's not. If it were if it were spring, stiff winds would blow me over. You know, <laughs> I, just, I got no muscle mass. It's just. Well, I look like are I you... look like a Popeye. Like the, yeah, I hold my arm up and like the you know, Popeye thing where it just jiggles underneath. That's yeah, that's kind of where I am right now. <laughs> um, let me ask you this: uh, Would I have seen you in any of those pictures from uh, Central Park over the weekend, in which uh, men were out getting some sun and air on their bodies and and showing that they could wear a thong with no no embarrassment? Did you see those pictures? Well, what? what... In what part of the park were they taking pictures? <laughs> Your park? <laughs> uh, was, it, was it on the east side, west side? Which, I mean, uh, yes, like, yeah, it was. Sure. Yes, it was. 
uh, no, I was not there, but I love I love that. Look, the, the, the greatest thing that ever happened for this Corona, seriously, is that it mm -hmm. happened in the winter mm -hmm. because two things are true. Once the sun comes out, fun comes out, right? Everybody's mm -hmm. out. Everybody would be out. It would be hard to social distance. And two, number one, have you did, did you realize how bad your breath was until you did the mask? Did you realize how <laughs> did you realize how stank your breath was? I know I didn't realize how stank my breath was. Did you realize how stank your breath was? <laughs> oh, oh, you, oh, you don't want to answer it? Oh, you don't no, answer the question? No, no, okay, all right. Uh, I'll be, point, then then point well well allow me to jump in. I had no idea how bad my breath was. Oh, my. Until I had to wear a mask all of the time. Oh, right. All of yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah. All of the time. And now I'm like, oof. Anyhow, so the point is, the point is, there's no point, really. The point okay, is, okay. The point is, um, speaking of which, felony um, it, murder charges. Okay, so I didn't, I, I thought that was an abrupt change there, but okay, going from can you feel a brand new day, but um, the Rayshard Brooks, this this has happened since last we spoke, yes, right? Um, yeah, uh, Rayshard Brooks. A uh, young man, 27 years old, had a little too much to drink, went to a Wendy's and uh, fell asleep in the drive through lane. Cops were called. Cop came, talked to him for 30 minutes. Very, very non-confrontational situation. They decided they were going to arrest him and then things became confrontational. Um, he, uh, they, they scuffled as they tried to handcuff him. He grabbed and, and he, he, I don't know what kind of physical ability this young man had, but to, to watch that video and he got the upper hand, grabbed the cop's taser and ran off, turned back around and um, one of the cops shot him twice in the back. He died after surgery at the hospital. And uh, today, as we speak, charges have come down, a felony murder charge against the uh, one cop and also aggravated assault on both cops. Uh, the, the cop who did the killing uh garrett is he has been fired he was fired immediately and the other cop was put on administrative duty and uh yeah let me add some, me add some color let's add some color to that the conversation as you mentioned was 30 minutes and during that 30 minute conversation in case you have not seen the tape Rayshard Brooks could not have been more polite and more yeah. forthcoming with information. Yeah. He asked, they asked him if they could pat him down. He had no problem with that. So the, they knew there was no weapon. Rashard Brooks offered more than once to just, I think he offered once to stay in the car or mm -hmm. I could walk to my sister, was sister's place? Yeah. He offered to walk to his sister's place, which is right over there as he pointed. He could not have been kinder. Um, it, it's so dis, it's it's so disturbing because, like George Floyd before him, this shines an unbelievably mm. bright light on how policing should go. Yeah, all the police had to do was either 
I'll give you a ride home. Mm -hmm. Stay here in your car. Walk to your sister's house. That's it. They were so focused on penalizing a black man who posed literally no danger to anyone. Right. They were so hell bent on punishing him. The number of times he kept saying, well, you blow into this breathalyzer and mm. dude so politely was saying, I'm drunk. I'm telling I, you. I, I'm, sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm saying it with my vim and vigor, not with what he said. He was like, right. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be honest with you. I've been drinking. I'm drunk. But he was so, the, the number of times you could tell that Garrett was bent on somehow taking this guy down when he posed no problems. Right. Is an exact. This is textbook is like, this is how policing should not go. If you're here to protect and serve and. Yes, he was drunk and driving by the time when he got to the Wendy's. So what? He hurt nobody and is clearly not armed, not a challenge. I'm sorry. That's that. It just that's the anyhow. And that's essentially what the DA said in announcing the charges. He said that video indicated this man was so non-confrontational. He was so polite. He was so forthcoming in the conversation that that is why the charges. Uh, that he presented uh, on Wednesday. That's really colored his decision to file those charges, 11 charges against the, the cop who killed him and three charges against uh, the second cop. And, and the second cop was charged because after Rashard Brooks was down, after he was shot and he was down on the ground, this guy put his foot on his shoulder. No. Yes. Oh, I turned off the video before that. I did not and, know that. And, and not only did he put his foot on his shoulder, Steve, but they took time to gather up the shell casings two minutes and some seconds before they went to call and to administer aid. Astonishing. The reason, and I will say, the, the reason I played Brand New Day as, as a transition into this is because all of this happened in one week. All of this has happened since our last podcast. Yeah. All of this has happened. And but for George Floyd, but for you all and your kids and your grandkids taking the street, but for that, we may still be waiting for charges to come down. But yep. because of you on the street and what happened with George Floyd and what's been going on, and because Black Lives Matter is finally seeping into the consciousness of folks, this was handled swiftly and with the highest possibility of charge, I believe, I believe close to the highest they possibly charge that could have mm -hmm. happened. So I always looking for the positive of something that this happened so swiftly. Um, I applaud the, the GBI. I applaud the DA uh, mm -hmm. for getting it done. That's and I and I got to give it to my girl, Mayor Keisha. Mayor Keisha yes. Lance Bottoms. She is the ish. That's yes. my girl. Yeah. Uh, and she's also on the short list for vice presidential candidates for uh really is that true yeah mm -hmm. she's on the, she's on the mm -hmm. short list she's on the short list four black women on the short list senate okay um a lot going on this weekend um uh, yes. one of the things is is that uh oh trump's rally oh thanks for reminding me oh my god i thought i was gonna forget it Trump's well, rally is happening. I don't, I don't know if you know, but oh, they changed. I was gonna forget. They changed, they changed the date. The what? 
They changed the date. From when to when? Well, it was going to be on It's not on Juneteenth anymore? No, no, it's going to, because you know what? Son of oh, a gun. A he d- <laughs> yeah, that's what his supporters are saying, too. Um, they they didn't realize that they had scheduled up for Juneteenth and what Juneteenth means to the black folks in Tulsa, especially uh, where the, the greatest uh, and the most horriblest race riot uh, took place in that city almost 100 years ago, 99 years this year. Um, and so they changed the date. It's going to be on Saturday, the 20th. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but. It, de- it but, has, but it's still, it, but it's still in Tulsa, and the folks will still be out there knowing exactly what he means. His bird whistle is not. Going oh under. yeah. Oh, definitely not. Definitely. Yeah. Dog whistle. Um, I'm sorry. Dog. Dog. Whistle. Dog bird. Dog yeah. Whistle. But you're right. Dog whistle. Um. But it has really opened up a lot of conversation. Not only what has happened in terms of our racial equality discussions and 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 coming of age in terms of a lot of awakening for for some folks but a lot of discussion about Juneteenth. What is Juneteenth and what does it mean? And um, I was born and raised in Chicago. I will tell you that um, for people who don't know. And um, Juneteenth was not, wasn't a, a, a big deal growing up in Chicago. I don't know about you, Steve, in DC, um, but no. in Chicago it wasn't. And not until I moved to, to Texas did I realize uh, what the the import was of this holiday, and it's been a state uh, holiday in Texas for many years. Um, same with so, me. My my one my one June in in Dallas was was the was that kind of the tipping point for me for understanding, and I didn't even understand tell, tra- tragically because you know you're not taught this in high school. You're not really mm-hmm. taught this unless you go deep into American history in 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 uh in college, right? It's not something that's taught to you. So I was horrifically ignorant of what Juneteenth was before I moved to Dallas. And I with you. Yeah. I mean, I understood it. I, I heard of it, but I, we just didn't in Chicago. It wasn't, uh, there was some discussions, but definitely not the way it is in Texas and, and other States now, but um, definitely in the state of Texas. And so, um, as we discuss this event, there is a movie that is going to be released on Friday. So by the time you hear this, uh, on Netflix and it's called Miss Juneteenth, and we have the director and uh, of the movie Channing Godfrey Peoples. Hello, how hello, are you? Hello. hello. Hi, it's such an honor to Welcome. be here. I'm I'm overwhelmed at the invitation. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, the honor is ours. I am so excited about this movie, and this is just from the trailer I've seen. I'm so excited for you. I'm excited about the topic. I love everything about it. it. It just looks so beautifully shot. It looks like so rich with history, and I'm just excited. So thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me again. I'm happy to be here. So Channing, you are from Fort Worth, Texas. Yes, I'm Fort Worth, born and bred, and uh, <laughs> I really, um, I really, um, you know, I say that I've been making Miss Juneteenth all my life because um, I really have such fond memories. You know, Juneteenth was such a big part of my formative years, mm-hmm. and even um, part of my life as an adult. And so, I definitely wanted to be able to. Um, approach a story that had Juneteenth in the backdrop and even more special for me was the Miss Juneteenth pageant that was the centerpiece of the Juneteenth holiday and um, 
I know that you all were having uh, some um, wonderful discussions about Juneteenth and discovering it and what it meant to you. But for me, um, the Miss Juneteenth pageant, which is a scholastic beauty pageant for young African-American women, was um, something, it was my version, honestly, of Miss America. It was where Ooh. I could... Um, go every year and see all these young, beautiful black women on stage that look like me. And um, I could see them with all their talents and intelligence. And, and but, but I think most important for me was seeing the confidence and hope on their face. And for a young black girl in Fort Worth, Texas, which is a conservative city itself, it gave me a sense of affirmation and confidence. And it's just something that I've uh, taken with me my whole life. Wow. And, 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 and being uh, Deborah people's daughter doesn't hurt either. Um, <laughs> so, so let me, were you ever a part of the Miss Juneteenth contest? I wasn't, but I'm clearly nostalgic. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah. Here, you know, um, I've been fighting to make a movie about it for a long time. And, you know, Miss Juneteenth is born, but I think for me, you know, even more than having been involved was, you know, what I just mentioned, I, I look at it as an adult and, you know, it, that's that, those images just of those women are so strong, especially for a young African-American child in Fort Worth, Texas. And I think that's a big part of why it stayed with me. Um, it's also the pageant really is about, it's different than a stereotypical beauty pageant, you know. It's about um, empowerment. And I definitely think that the mentors and, you know, the committees that put on Miss Juneteenth really feel like they are preparing young African-American women for the world. Wow. It is so, it it just looks, uh, I can't wait. Um, I'm looking but, forward to it. Hey, what, what, oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, you go. So, so, and this, and this is a movie, this movie has gone through the Sundance circuit already, correct? Yes. Um, you know, this has been obviously, you know, I was listening to the show and um, there's so many things that are going on in the world and especially within the African-American community. Um, you know, before, um, COVID, before all these traumas started happening again, um, we, we were, we premiered at the Sundance Film Festival this year, um, in the U.S. Dramatic mm -hmm. Competition. And, um, that was, that was really a special time because we got to show the film in front of, um, audiences. But, um, we were also supposed to, supposed to play in South by Southwest and sadly mm. that got canceled. But, yeah. um, they were really great because they pushed through and we were able to, um, win a really special award there. It was the Lewis Black Lone Star Award, which is, you know, especially for a film that's made in Texas. So that that's really special. So wow. I'm I'm really looking forward to, you know, the film going out into the world because audience really haven't been able to see it yet since Sundance. So Channing, this is your debut as a screenwriter and director. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, it is. I'm sorry. <laughs> it, it, it is. <laughs> it, it feels like a little bit of everything, but yes, yeah. it's my um, it's my first feature film. I had, you know, done some shorts. I went to um, USC Cinema in Los Angeles, and mm -hmm. I actually did my um, student thesis film in the same community in which we shot Miss Juneteenth, which is the South Side of Fort Worth, Texas. Um, you know, which is a big part of my growing up. And I really wanted to conceive a film around the community in which I grew up because it's a community I feel like um, that I saw the beauty in and the dignity in and especially the resilience and the people just have this grit. So I really built this film around the community that I grew up in. It really seems like a love letter to Fort Worth, to the south side of Fort Worth. 
Absolutely. Like I, I grew up in, you know, I grew up in Texas, but um, I had a great conversation with a writer one time. And I think she wrote about um, me, you know, the film being in, in black Texas. And so mm-hmm. I definitely say that now, you know, I grew up in black Texas and it was completely affirmative for me, you know, and the, only, the you know, a big part of the reason I'm here is because of growing up in that neighborhood and people supporting me and saying when I said I wanted to be an artist, you know, they opened their doors and, you know, supported in so many ways their businesses and let us shoot there. And um, I just, um, I feel really, I feel really affirmed by my upbringing in this um, historically black neighborhood. We are talking so we, to Channing Godfrey okay. Peoples, and she is the screenwriter and director of Miss Juneteenth. It is out on Netflix as you hear this. And uh, Steve, go ahead. I'm fascinated by this because uh, Hollywood is <laughs> is known for not supporting things. And here you've got at least at least four elements in this movie that, mm-hmm. that, uh, that Hollywood had to have turned their side at. And just be honest about it. Yo, black yo, director, yeah, absolutely. Black woman director, a subject matter mm-hmm. that only black people supposedly care about, with two leads uh, that are black women, women that are are they late teens, early twenties, or or where, where do you, what's the age range? It's of the a mother daughter. Yeah, so mother daughter story. The lead turquoise is um, thirty four, and her daughter is um, turning fifteen in the movie. Now, is yeah, it turquoise or turquoise? <laughs> I'm sorry, say that again. Is the name turquoise or turquoise? <laughs> She's a turquoise. <laughs> so given all given no. all this, given all this, what was your what was your path to support? Right? What who were who were who were people you felt you you could lean on to get this done through a very very stodgy Hollywood system? I mean, what's interesting is um, at USC, you know, a lot of the benefits of going to film school is to create relationships. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I literally connected with um, one of the producers named Neil Creaky Williams, who coincidentally happens now to be my husband. <laughs> I love <laughs> But but we basically connected because he was from North Carolina, I was from Texas, and we were both telling stories, wanted to tell stories about black folks in the South and multi-layered stories um, more than anything. And um, we also wanted to tell stories that had some kind of, um, um, you know, historical backdrop or were was able to illuminate some kind of cultural moment. And so, you know, Neil and I really... Um, push, you know, push the film up the hill together. He went through the Sundance Creative Producing Lab with the film in 2017 as a producer. And I went through um, some of the Sundance intensives, like the screenwriting and directing intensive. And um, we were in some other development programs. And that really helped us um, push the film up the hill and get it made. But before that, we really had this attitude of we were making a film that was accessible because I wrote it around the spaces and places that I grew up in, you know, Mm -hmm. so we were going to make this film no matter what. And, you know, part of this lead character turquoise's determination really comes from um, many of the women that I grew up with, you know, my mother, my grandmother, my aunt, the women in the community. And so I just had this determined spirit about the film and, you know, I didn't care. And you're exactly right. Like, you hear all sorts of things when you make this kind of project, you know, especially with the black woman lead and especially about a community that's not often seen because like it's narrow or it's not as accessible. And um, I beg to differ because I think in the specificity, we've been able to really get the film in front of folks. And there's some universal themes that have seemed to connect with many people. 
And because the mother-daughter relationship is, is, is central to all of this. And can you give us a little bit of that uh, information in the background on that? Sure. Just, um, you know, to kind of tell you what the film is about. You know, I know you've seen the trailer, but I'll just say it here. It's about yes. um, um, Turquoise, a former beauty queen who's turned, who's now a hardworking single mom. And she's preparing her rebellious daughter, who's named Kai, for the pageant. And this, she's preparing her for the Miss Juneteenth pageant. And she's hoping to keep her from repeating her same mistakes. Mm. And tell us about the women that are playing these roles, um, because one is a newcomer and one is one of my favorite actresses. Absolutely. Uh, so we really, you know, Turquoise herself in the film, and I'll, I'm trying not to give too much away. Sure, sure. <laughs> you know, we want people to be able to connect to it. But, um, mm -hmm. you know, Nicole Bahari is a brilliant actor that is she playing is. Turquoise. And um you know, she had she brought so much nuance to the role that I was really seeking for turquoise because in the film she really navigates so you know, this emotional journey and her disappointments, like she has this hurt at navigating her lost dream. Um, but most important, I really wanted to um be able to folks to be able to connect with turquoise and her love for her daughter and also the joy um that that is that is in their relationship, you know. Mm -hmm. And so um you know, Nicole's a brilliant actor and she's playing turquoise and she just, you know, I can't wait for people to see it. She does an incredible job. And um, then the the young woman playing the daughter, um, Alexis Jacase, is actually um, an actor from Dallas. And um, she's a breakout because this is her first feature film. Oh, my God. Um, wow. She's just incredible, you know, and I'm so excited for her and, you know, excited to see what she does next. Um other than she's going to attend Howard University whenever love she can it. go back to school. Yeah. Oh, you got to love it. Um, th there's so much about this. And, and the, uh, I saw an interview with you and, you and you were mentioning the people that played important parts in your uh, roles in your life. And of course, your mom, um, who is a, a brilliant community activist. And, and I, I understand that, by the way, Deborah Peebles has announced that she is running for a mayor of Fort Worth. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I heard it was on Facebook, so you know it's true. <laughs> yes. Um, but also um, other people in, in the community and, and especially uh, a, a woman who is known throughout Fort Worth, but especially because of her efforts to make Juneteenth a national holiday, and that is Madam Opal Lee. Can you tell yes, us about her? Yes, she's the queen. <laughs> yeah. She's the queen, and um, she's one of the women that I describe when I talk about, you know, people in the community being able to, you know, lift me up and push me forward in my endeavors. You know, I came to her early on. I mean, she's a big part of why I would see Miss Juneteenth every year, you know, mm -hmm. and I came to her and uh, Juneteenth Fort Worth early on and said, you know, we, we want to make this film and they just opened their doors and opened their hearts and just said, come on in. But you know, if, if anybody knows, um, Madam Opal Lee, she's going to put you to work. So <laughs> me and my husband, <laughs> me and my husband and researching the film, you know, we had to go work with the Juneteenth committee, you know, <laughs> work at the parade. We were working with the <laughs> Juneteenth, but we, we learned so much. And I think it added to the authenticity of the film. And that was so important to me because I knew I was representing a community and, um, that if I have any nervousness about this film coming out is that I want them to see it and feel proud of it. 
Yeah. Oh, I'm so proud of you. And I don't know you. I haven't seen the movie. I'm just, but I'm just so I can't excited. Wait. I, I really. 95% <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes, by the way. Rot, not that I'm a slave to Rotten Tomatoes, but I am. Uh, <laughs> 95 percent that awesome. is an incredibly high high percentage and here's one thing here's you want a little, you want a little hollywood biz uh, a little hollywood biz uh, uh uh advice there you want some little hollywood biz advice uh do like everybody else in hollywood does take responsibility and credit for things that you had nothing to do with right so when they <laughs> okay oh, Shannon, listen, listen to me listen. so when so I'll when the, it, it starts I'm getting honored. around like oh, yeah so, so we're like oh my gosh you know juneteenth i didn't know about it um, why are all these companies like Nike, Google, Twitter, mm. Square, Lyft, New York Times, JCPenney, NFL, why are they recognized as a holiday now? Postmates, Fox, Square, and say, because of my movie. That's right. Because my movie. Because my, my movie <laughs> okay. says so. All right. I just want to say I'm that. I just want to point that out. I just, 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 little piece of advice. Little piece of advice from the old head. I'm saying. <laughs> and and all no, of the people I, I, in New York State, too, you can give them credit for giving them the day off a paid holiday um, because the governor has just signed that. So yep. uh, it's oh, wow. a lot. So <laughs> take that, oh, too. Wow. Oh, wow. Channing. Oh. It was that Channing Cuomo summit that got it done. As a person from, from Fort Worth and really steeped in, it in this movie, you've got to be proud to see Juneteenth getting the recognition that it so richly deserves, right? Yes, yes, absolutely. And I'm just, um, I'm hoping for, you know, lasting, I'm hoping for lasting change. You know, people should be, um, you know, for black people, this is a time where we reflect and honor our ancestors. And we've been doing that for as long as I can remember, you know, all mm -hmm. my life. And so, you know, I hope people, you know, can actually research Juneteenth and, you know, commemorate and also reflect, you know, this is absolutely a time for reflection. It's not just parades and blues music and everything. It was for me as a kid, but as an adult, you know, I learned the significance of it. And so um, Juneteenth is just special. It, for me, it's close to my heart. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's close. So I hope that everyone will go and, um, and don't, borrow somebody else's password for Netflix this time, you know, go and really do, you know, your, your due diligence, pay for the membership. And, go and, <laughs> and I just wanted to, I just wanted to update something really quick. We're actually not on um, Netflix. We're on video on demand and digital and we're coming oh. out on, no, no worries. No worries. We're coming out on um, Juneteenth itself. So the movie gotcha. drops on June 19th. And um, in, when I say video on demand and digital, you know, all the places that you would, you know, assume it is, is you can pre-order now on um, gotcha. Apple TV, yeah. um, Charter Cable, all those things on demand. And um, we're also in a few select theaters. And when I say that, um, some drive-ins and then Driving, one yeah. standing theater. <laughs> one oh, we standing pack theater up. in Fort Worth. Uh, what's the theater in Fort Worth? The theater in Fort Worth is called the Granberry Theater, and they're practicing stringent social distancing measures. But there's also um, uh, several drive-in theaters around the country. It's Atlanta, I believe. Um, there's one now in Los Angeles. But nice. people connect can connect to us on um, Twitter and on Instagram at um, Juneteenth Movie. Juneteenth Movie. Okay. Um, uh -huh. And, they, and we have a running list of where we're playing. Right. 
And let strongly recommend, look, go on the video on demand. It's easy to get to on access on your TV in case you haven't done it so far. It's where every single movie that was supposed to be in theaters is now on your TV. And here, I really hope they advertise Juneteenth like they do that doggone Invisible Man. I'm so tired of seeing advertisements for that Invisible Man movie right, for video on demand. So hopefully Juneteenth will be done at least as much. Well, we're going to pack up yeah. and, uh, and pack up, make some fried chicken and some uh, uh, red Kool-Aid and pack up the car <laughs> and, and do like we used to do, going to the drive-in movies. And uh, some people are going to be hiding in the trunk. And we're going to go and see this out uh, with social distancing and all. That's right. Miss Juneteenth. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm, you know, I'm so grateful for the opportunity. You know, we're in a moment where black voices need to be amplified and I'm excited to have this film come out and hope that it creates a space so more black stories can be told. Not to push you or anything, Channing, but uh, what's your next? <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm working on my next original film, but I'm keeping it under wraps a little bit, um, even from okay. my producer husband. <laughs> but, um, I just, what? I, I, How does I, that I, work? Make, um, <laughs> that's what we do. We have, to, we have to get the story straight first. But I typically make um, work about Black women on a step in the journey of their lives. And I typically, my work usually is... Um, worlds a lot like the specific world that you see in Miss Juneteenth and so you know I'm looking forward to showing um, more worlds and it's typically about the black south too so you probably can look forward to that awesome Good. well um, once once again our producer Yolanda got it wrong because she told us you were going to snap back the other way from Miss Juneteenth into a special on Columbus Day so <laughs> oh, okay no Yolanda was Yolanda was wrong clearly she was uninformed not doing that <laughs> She was like, I've gone not too far to Miss Juneteenth. Got to go back to Columbus Day. And I so, like, so I guess you're not going to do Casimir Pulaski in Chicago either. Okay. No. All right. Uh, All right. Uh, no, no. We have enough uh, rich cultural traditions to make movies about. So. Okay. Okay. Uh, if I if I had a job and was able to make money, I'd invest in you, Channing. Um, but uh, right now, so I, I, send, I send you my good wishes until uh, my unemployment kicks in. Um <laughs> Channing, you are a delight. Channing Godfrey Peoples, thank you so much. Check out Miss Juneteenth video on demand. And right now, uh, right now, right now. As, right now. As Stop listening see. to us and then go to that. Miss Juneteenth, <laughs> out on Juneteenth. Thank you so much. I cannot wait and really break a leg with this. Thank you. Thank you all for the time and thank you for amplifying this film. I'm really grateful. Absolutely. Anytime. And come back and when you're ready to, uh, you know, tell the husband what your project is. I, I will. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks so much for joining us. We really appreciate you. Good luck. Miss Juneteenth, don't forget you guys on uh, video on demand as we speak. Uh, bye bye. We could be, you know, bye. we could be that we could we could be like that. We could be like their gender reveal. Right. Like if she's going <laughs> to hold she holds the information right from her husband and then goes, hey, from Haas to Ahas would be a perfect place. You're just like, oh, what's the movie about? Oh, you have to listen to From Haas to Ahas. And we'd be like the gender reveal. Like, the reveal is she's doing the movie about. Ba -da -da! It's, we could be it, that conduit. We could be that conduit. A conduit. I like that. Be that a gender, <laughs> a, a film slash gender reveal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. We're just trying, trying to serve the people. Okay. Well, I'm just saying Barbara Jordan's life story, I think, would be fascinating. I'm just mm, saying. I'm just saying, Channing. Before we move on, just one more time. One more mm -hmm. time. And just think of when you've seen this in Hollywood. 
black You're right. You're right. You made a great point. director mm-hmm. about a holiday or an event or something that nobody who's not black cares about. Okay, you could argue the girls trip was in essence. I I digress. I digress. I digress. I guess. Um, With with a uh, with a black contemporary uh, mother daughter relationship Mm -hmm. um, in 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 wide release. So please, Miss Juneteenth, make sure you check it out. Wow. Ninety five percent. Rotten tomatoes. 95% rotten tomatoes. Yeah. Mm, awesome. Mm, mm. Um, before we go, I just wanted to say that this is Father's Day weekend father, uh, coming up. <laughs> and, um, you know, my dad has been uh, deceased more years than, you know, almost, I was going to say more years than I've been alive, but that's you know, pretty close to it. He died when I was very young. Um, but I just want to uh, say happy Father's Day to all the dads out there, all the men um, who are just just such great role models in the lives of their children and still have such a profound effect on their lives. Uh, mine is the friendships, I think, that I have. My dad was known as World, and he had great friendships, and they were very important to him, and I, and I got his sense of humor. So uh, thank him for contributing to that to me and also for not naming me Margot as he wanted to do, and he allowed really? my mother to go with Sybil. That's yeah. But he was he was a great guy, George Wilkes, and uh, thank him very much, and all the other dads out there. Thank you so much. Indeed, I I I take a I take a, a flute of champagne, uh, mm. and and tip it to your dad while I listen to some Johnny Mathis. Um, <laughs> thank uh, you for that recall. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you know it. it uh, uh, I uh, I refine that and I admit it. I refine it only saying Happy Father's Day only to those fathers who have stepped up and taken the responsibility that you started when you was naked in bed with the mother, right? Okay. If you if that was that was, if that was the extent of your fatherhood, I got nothing to say to you at all for Father's mm-hmm. Day. If that's what you thought being a dad was, or doing that and then posting on Instagram the things that you do, I got nothing to say for you this weekend. You get nothing. You get nothing from me. However, if you stepped up. Even if you didn't want, if even if that child was not a planned child, if you stepped up, even in the in 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 in, 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 in the dearth of desire to do that thing, if you stepped up, despite what relationship you have with your mother, and I hope the, the mother, and I hope it was fantastic. If you are a role model to that child, and I know in your head right now you're thinking it's a male child, but if you stepped up and showed a your female child what it's like and what it's like to have a true king in her presence so that when she goes out to choose, she picks a king. I salute you this Father's Day. You have done the thing. You have done the thing that we are put on earth to do, which is make more of us and Mm -hmm. then take care of them so they are healthy to take care of those ahead of them. Salute to you and only you all on Father's Day. Mm. Ooh, that was powerful. Okay. Thank oh you. And 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 I salute. And I love and I love and miss my dad. And I love and miss my dad always every day. <laughs> and you know what? I I agree with you. I agree. But I I salute you and for for the work you're doing with your ward, your faithful ward. <laughs> Thank you. Um. And 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 You're the love life. that you have for him and your nephews. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. 
So happy Father's Day to you, Stephen Hill. Merry Father's Day to you as well. Merry, Merry Father's Day. Um, well, there you have it. There's the music. And I'm so glad that you are negative positive. Oh, oh, wait, one more time, one more time. We got to play it one more time, right? I got the COVID. I had the COVID. And I don't got the COVID no more. Oh, thank God. I wish that upon everybody. I wish that upon everybody to have had the COVID and not have the COVID anymore. No more. Okay. All right. So here we have another fun episode. And we truly did go from ha-has to ahas in Indeed. this episode with uh, Sybil Wilkes and Sybil Hill. <laughs> Sybil, I love you madly. I'm glad that we, I, I don't say this enough. I'm glad we're, we get to do this and we get to uh, spend this time each and every week. It, it means, it means the world and it's keeping me uh, at an eight. <laughs> oh, well, we want to bring it to 11. Um, 11. Thanks to our guest, Channing Godfrey Peoples, the director of Miss Juneteenth. Don't forget to check it out, video on demand. And um, go out there and celebrate who we are and how we got here this Juneteenth holiday. Let's go out there and, and do some good stuff. Yep. For each but other. don't but but don't be two years late. Like, that's the thing. Like, don't be two years late when you're doing it. Like, that's the if that's the one thing we learned from Juneteenth, don't be two years late. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? That was the Pony Express. Um, oh, the mail service. They were really slow getting to us. <laughs> Thanks, you guys. We appreciate it. We will talk to you next week. I am Sybil Wilkes, and he is. I am Stephen Hill from Ahas to Ahas. Have a great week. Bye-bye. Ha ha! Ha ha! Ha ha!